Father, we are so grateful for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for bringing us to this last meeting of this semester. To you indeed be all the praise. Thank you for so many blessings, so many wonderful things that you have done, so many papers you have helped us with. Thank you for healing, for strength. We are grateful. Tonight as we come before your word, speak to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. It's been a good semester, I tell you. How many of you have had a good semester? When you put all together. Yeah. All together. It's the total picture. It's not the single picture. The total picture. Yeah. I, I think it's been a good semester. Hallelujah. And as you're moving into your last week of exams, I'm believing God that this, a, this week will be better than the other two. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, a couple of announcements before I start preaching. The first one is that during the holidays, I want you to listen to a camp by Bishop Dagwood Mills entitled Attempt Great Things. It's actually a camp that we are listening to. All of us in the mega church are listening to it. But when we started, you guys were already in Agenda 5. So I didn't bring it up then. Amen. I'm sure we're going to be doing other things as well. But this is a camp that we are all listening to. Amen. Then also, before you go home, try to get all the books that we have on offer. Because I cannot promise you that we'll still be doing it when you come back. Are you there? Tell your neighbor that the only thing constant in this church is change. It's change. So we don't know what will have changed. So make sure that you get it before you go. Is that okay? And then um, the 14th of May, the weekend you come back, that Sunday is the 14th of May. And it is Bishop Doug's 60th birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's his 60th birthday. The same way you do not know whether he needs a sweater or he needs a pair of shoes. That's how I also don't know. Uh -huh. If we knew what he needed, we'll get it. But because we don't know, we, tell, we just give a, a, a money um, gift. Are you there? And it's something some of you need to learn to do. Sometimes what you buy for your father, he doesn't need it. As for mothers, ours is even painful. You have brought us a blender that the whole house is using. Then you say that that's our gift. Please, we'll prefer that you just give us the money. Is that okay? So that if we use it, cry to go and buy uh, what PK cries like we have chewed it ourselves. <laughs> anyway, what I want you to do when you're coming back is to just come with an offering for him. Is that okay? Don't say, "Oh, what I have is small." We are quite a number, so when we put it all together, it will be decent. I think you get what I'm saying. Have you ever been intimidated that what you have doesn't look? impressive yeah so you kind of feel that let me hold it back but i'm saying that no bring it because another person too feels like that but when we put it all together it will be a presentable something and we'll send it to him about a week after you're in we'll send it as our gift to him amen oh i said amen and is it important to give gifts it is it is it's very important it's it's the bible says that a man's gift makes a way for him yeah, a man's gift makes a way for him. And it's actually true that your gift makes a way. Please, you want me to lose my voice before tomorrow? 
or I should pay a little more for a few units of sound. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think we have to look for a price per unit of sound. So that <laughs> ah, thank you for the scripture. Look at it. A man's gift maketh room for him and bringeth him before great men. Yeah. And that's scripture. That's scripture. You'd be surprised at the doors that can open because of a gift you brought. And you brought it not knowing that something was going to happen later. Or even, you know, because you had a need. You just did the right thing. Are you getting it? But then later on, cry down the line. It's like, oh, the person who brought this thing, that's, yeah. All right. So we just want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And you may be saying that, oh, how will he know? Let me tell you something. Some things are spiritual. This is a spiritual thing. Yeah, some things. The person who is sitting over it, that's the word of God. Amen. And so you just do your best. Beautiful. So tonight I'm going to be talking about neutralizing the curse again. It's a whole series. I hope you've enjoyed it up until now. Great. And I want to say that when you go home, please turn in on Sundays and listen. I'm going to be preaching it probably another two Sundays so that you get the rest of it. Is that okay? As you can see, it's too large a topic to deal with everything. So whatever you are missing when you come back from church or when you're relaxing, just listen to it and get the rest of it. Is that okay? We are probably going to have an all night at a point to deal with various things. And we'll try to live stream it. We'll try to live stream it. Is that okay? Yeah. The, the idea. Because now, why is that so? Because the different, different cases are neutralized in different ways. Uh, you remember yes, last week we spoke about the curse on Eve. And you can see already that that's one of the cases that wisdom has tried to, can't cancel it, but it's brought it down. So if you choose to just go to the midwife by your house, or you choose to go to a hospital, it can make the difference between how you experience that case. Mm. Hello? Yeah. You know, so, so that's making use of wisdom. Making use of God's wisdom will take you even further. You are, you are saying that I want to marry. The choice of the person and how you even know that that's a person, God makes a difference. Yeah. Many of you are using your eyes, but it's not a good thing to use your eyes. Mm. And many of, uh, many of you are using how things look today. But how things look today, it, it's not, that's not how it is tomorrow. Uh, one of the things Bishop Dag says that makes me laugh. He says that when he looks at his old pictures when he was young, he wonders what his wife so, but today, as an older man, he's a very attractive older man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember one time when a foreign, a foreign, um, a foreign visitor, he had come to dedicate one of the buildings, and I remember when he went up the stage, that he said, "Your pastor, he looks like a, a, a film star," and we all laughed, you know. But it wasn't like that in the beginning. So maybe the person that you are looking at, ah, this guy, maybe you don't know. Anybody, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> and I remember also being the pastor of young people. And I remember a certain young girl who was in my church, and I used to think to myself, that, Oh God, oh God, oh, did you have to make her this ugly? I mean, you could have tried smaller. And I used to think, Oh, she was very, a very ugly little girl. Very ugly. And, 
And then she started to go to school. You know how JHS, and then they'll cut your hair in addition. When they cut the hair, they spot everything already now. Already now, it was a lot. Now the small beauty that's there, you have now removed it. But you know something? She grew up to be a stunningly beautiful young woman. Yeah. Not just, I mean, most young lady, but not just most. Very, very beautiful young woman. Yeah. But in her beginning, you know, it didn't look like that. Yeah. It didn't look like that. Why am I saying all these things? It's not as if looks are what matter in a marriage. What I'm trying to say is that how it seems is not, may not be how it's going to be. And it's only God who can tell you the difference. When I tell the story of how I got married and my husband didn't have anything, people just laugh. Because it, yeah. The morning after we, had, we got married, I had to get up and look in the gifts to see whether somebody had given us plates. So that at least breakfast will have plates to eat from. Mm. But <laughs> today if you're looking for white plates, you'll get a mouse. You're looking for red, you'll get. You're looking for green, you'll get. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. That's the point I'm making. At that point, at the point where I haven't you, at the point where I had to make the choice, there was no indication. You see, so if you are going to use your eyes today to make a choice or what you are seeing, what you know, you may make a big mistake. Yeah, you might. There might even be somebody that's the opposite. The person is looking very well to do, very come 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 very. Meanwhile, what is coming down the line? Yeah. Are you there? So, I'm saying to you that to mitigate that curse is God. It's God. Hallelujah. And how you talk to him about these things. Now, today I want to deal with, I think I, should, I told you that I talked about the curse on Adam in the other service, Gospel Encounter. Please, when you go catch up on all these, okay? They are all part of the same book. And make sure that one of the reasons why I want you to have the altar or I want you to be able to go home and open up. These books are not written for you to read from chapter 1 to the end. It's not like that. You look at the one you want to know about. And then you see the chapters are such that each chapter can stand on its own. without. Hey, it's not your slide that you need from slide 1, slide 10. No. Uh-huh. So you can just go, ah, so what does this case say? What is it? You know, you read it up and read, uh-huh. So I want you to make sure you get it. Today, I'm going to talk about maybe the most important of the cases to us because it's so active. And it is also probably the most difficult one to preach because it comes very close to the skin. And that is the curse of, the curse of Noah or the curse of Ham or the curse on the black man. Genesis chapter 9, <laughs> verse 18 to 25. The sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. In other words, by this time, uh, the flood had happened, everybody had passed on, and these were the men remaining in their families, and everybody else from the, on the earth is from one of these people. Is that okay? And then he goes on to saying, Noah began to be a husband man. He was now a farmer. And he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunk. And he was uncovered within his tent. Tell your neighbor, every man deserves to have a tent where he can lie naked, okay? 
<laughs> Everybody deserves to have a tent. Or oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. You must have a place that Charlie, you can just be yourself. So he was being himself. He had drank a little bit too much wine. In verse 22. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. So he, instead of being quiet about it, he now went to do drama outside. Hey. Tell you, but it's not everything we talk about. It's not everything we laugh about. Tell you, but some things you have to jay your eye. Just remove your eye. Oh. Should he not have just jayed his eye? The way I was worried, I say, hmm. He has worried as far. You let's continue. You will see how he has worried us. Let's continue. And Shem and Japheth took a garment. You see, the sons who didn't want to laugh and didn't think it was entertainment. They took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were back backwards and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan! Hmm. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. He didn't even say curse be Ham. The, 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 the curse came directly on the descendants of Ham. He had four sons. Now, I don't really have enough time, but I would want to direct you to a chapter in this book. Chapter 8, I believe. Let me see where is it. 18? Yes. Chapter 18 here, which goes through continent by continent everywhere where the black man is and how the situation is. Are you there? So it's not only Africa. Everywhere. Remember that slaves were taken from here? And that's how our color arrived. South Africa, South America, North America. Are you there? If even among the Indians, the dark ones, the other ones who have a problem. Bangladesh, the dark ones have a problem. Brazil, the black ones have a problem. Africa. Are you there? And we can be a lot of you. Look at the Ameri the black Americans. They are the ones who I wonder about. Because they find your beginning was difficult, but you are in the so-called what? The land of the American dream, the land of the free, the place where you can even there. Even there. Hey. One time work took me to those parts. And I went for the weekend to my brother-in-law, and he took me on a drive. And as we're driving through the different areas, then he would say, oh, this area, this is where the Chinese are. This, America is one of the most um, divided places on earth, yeah. So the people, even where they live, you know, it's according to, us. oh, this is the Hispanic area. Then he made a statement. He said, when I get to where we are, you will know. <laughs> and true, we kept driving, driving. He didn't say anything. Then we reached out and said, we are here. He said, mm. Dozens. We are here. You see. Meanwhile, all the other groupings also have their issues. The Asians have their issues. The Hispanics have their issues. But we do. We have our issue. <laughs> Tell about what? We have what? Our issue. And the reason why we're bringing it up now is that a curse was spoken. And remember, I shared with you that a curse, it delivers a picture. So if you're able to see the picture, then you'll be able to deal with the thing. If you don't see the picture, 
you're just walking around and manifesting. I mean, you're just doing the things, but you don't see. But when you see the picture, for instance, when I gave you the picture of how women like men, you can see it. Even when it defies reason. Why are you with this guy? He's beating you every day. You are still with him. Does it even make sense? The guy has knocked out your two teeth. You are still there. I mean, you, you just wonder. And it is like that. Generation after generation after generation. So it's a picture. Are you seeing it? And when you see the picture, when it's about to catch you, you say, hey! This thing. Ah, this is the picture. I'm out. I hope you are getting it. So that's the purpose of the preaching. That you see the picture. And that is part of what delivers you. Hallelujah. And so tonight we're going to be looking at this case. I, I need to say to you right from the beginning that it's not very easy to swallow. Is that okay? You see, if you're, you woke up in the morning, you didn't brush your teeth in. And they said this thing here. It can be true that you have leaked, your mouth has leaked in the night and it's there. But it's very painful when somebody says it. <laughs> are, are you guessing? It's true. It's true. The whole thing is there. It's true. But when it's said, or you're a guy, you have walked through town, your fly is open, you have walked, walked around, 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 you have walked, that walk. then somebody comes to say, you see, it's true. It's true. But you almost wish they hadn't said because it's very painful. You are embarrassed. You are a bit angry. You are a bit upset. You wish that. <laughs> Why are you looking there? Could you not just look at my face? <laughs> Hallelujah. This part, this particular case has a bit of that feeling. So if you're a little uncomfortable, it's all right. It's okay. Just don't let it stop you from listening and just expose yourself to it again because today I'm going to be sharing with you now, when I was at um, Gospel Encounter service, I shared with them how it works out in our leadership because that's one of the places where you see it. The case, it says a servant of servants shall you be. A servant is not a leader. Usually a servant in the house is not the leader of the house. It's the servant. He's told what to do. So now when he's in a position of leadership, what happens? It paints a certain picture. And you see that picture almost without... That's why they don't have to tell you that we live at this place. Uh-huh, because you see it. Are you there? Now, in this service, I'm going to show you how it works out in our daily life. And as again, as I'm sharing it with you, when you see that it's true, and don't talk a lot... Just decide that minus me. I'm delivering myself because that's how you get out of it. You see the pattern. How does a servant of servant live? Servants live. I think we talked about a few things last week. Didn't we? Oh, it's not here. Ah, it was at present service. Okay. So let's go, let's go through it again. Now, how do you see this thing? How does it work out? This case that is walking around. The first thing is that I will, I will share with you is that we are not neat. If I, if I was to say it well, we are very dirty. Before you start arguing with me, before you start arguing with me, how are the toilets in the block where you go to school? How are the loose where you live? 
Some of us cry in our house, the toilet there. When the visitor comes, you say, oh, let me go and check. Let me go and check that is clean. <laughs> let me just check that it's okay. And usually it's not okay. Usually you have to flush and you have to clean the seat a little bit. In fact, many times we, don't, we can't even put toilet roll there. But it's true. There's no soap to wash hands. It's, it's just... That's it. You see, you can make your face somewhere. Don't think about somebody's house. Think about yours. Yours. And think about your room that you are in charge of that you are in it. You see. The toilets are dirty. So, do we agree? Why are you quiet? The people is all oh, here. Yeah, you are very quiet. <laughs> do you know that do you know when you will find it's a curse you find it's a curse the day that you make up your mind that I'm going to make sure that the loo, loo is okay and you see the fight you have when you see the struggle that you have oh, don't think about anybody yourself your own self hmm? some of you young ladies when you are in your menses everybody knows it's because of how you do your thing. The untidiness. You see, it's not to choke you. I'm just letting you see the curse playing out. It's just playing out. When, you, when we come out, we all look very beautiful. You will not know. But this is one of the things. Because a servant of servants, he just does what he's told. In the servants' quarters, nobody's coming to tell him that he should clean his loo. So it's real mess. Another one. Should we go to the kitchen? <laughs> Do you know that many of the places where you eat, if you knew what went on at the back, you wouldn't eat there. It's just God who has given you grace you have not seen. Oh, yes. I remember the first year when this block up here was built. And there was a kitchen downstairs. In the very first year, the place was so dirty that a place that has just come within a few months, rat, the, the rats were like cats, full-grown cats, coming from the. Yeah, eventually, the landlord threw the people out. He threw them out in less than a, oh, a few months. It's like you see, you have left around so much food and rubbish. And stuff. Some of you, your hall, there are rats there. You are the ones feeding them. There's not anybody again. If you want to know how long a rat has been there, you should watch their insolence when they see you. Yeah. When they have been there, you have been feeling. They are so insolent, you are even running. And they are they will not run away. It's like this is our house. You rather have come to disturb. <laughs> we are the owner of the house. Are you here? And it's because of the level of debt. Because of the level of debt. Some of you don't wash your dishes every day. It's true. Ah. There are some of you who come to your place, the dirty plates are under your bed and your socks rather are in the kitchen. Oh, it's true. 
and you are waiting and say that oh, I'm a guy, some girl will come and do. Don't do that to yourself. Just don't do that to yourself. Some of you young ladies is the same. You don't, you, 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 every night, I mean, the dishes are piled up like that. You cannot just cook and wash up and clean up. You can't. You can't. <laughs> the church is very calm today. Tell anybody, this one is us, so it's not anybody, it's us. Hey. Hmm. Should I continue? We don't do new things. We don't invent anything. We don't make anything. We don't do anything new. The way the corporate is, from my grandmother's time, to your grandmother, to your mother, to you, it's like that. We have not improved anything. Never mind that we have uh, the metal works people. Never mind. What I'm saying, true or not true? The fan that we use on the corporate is like that. Uh, the fan you came to meet. Meanwhile, I'm as old as your mother. It's that same fan I used, and it's the same fan my mother had, and it's the same fan that my grandmother had, and I'm sure because we will not improve anything. That's how much work. A seventh of seven. Somebody must do it and bring it for you to use. Yeah, you are able to. If you are able to to just accept it, you will change it. Yeah, you change it. I mean, what you see, the corporate it defies the mind. What is comfortable about this? What's comfortable about it? I, I don't understand it. No, no. So at least when the white man got hold of the corporate, he decided to make a grill and he brought it up to his eyes. But we down there. From now on, now, then we have made matching stools so that if you are going to sit down, you sit down there. <laughs> hey, you are very quiet. Too. But are you understanding what I'm saying? That we, you see, it doesn't even occur to us to change it all. It doesn't even occur to us that there might be a better way to do this or an easier. No, 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 no. It's just like that. And it's not the only thing. The tradition, uh, yo, okay, you should be living. <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. But it doesn't occur to you. You see, I, <laughs> I went to India to do some books work some years ago. <laughs> when I went, a certain pastor and his wife brought me a gift. The gift was nicely packaged. And I put it there. And one day, they said, oh, these are some of the things that they used to make it and sell it as. I said, oh, it's a snack and you can eat it anytime. So I put it there. One evening when I was a little hungry, I went for one. And I opened it. Do you know what it was? Do you know cut cake? In cut cake, do you know in cut cake? <laughs> exactly. The nicely packaged thing that is business that they do, that they send it, was in cut cake. That me as a Ghanaian that I've eaten katigek since I was a child. I've never even bought it in a paper wrapper in my life. Hmm. Please, if you have done a cake that you have gone to a shop and bought it wrapped and labeled. Never. Never. So when I saw the thing, I said, Ah! Is this not the cake that we have at home? And they had it 
in different packs. If you want the very thin one, you want it slightly thicker, you, they had different tumblers. But you see, our mind does not work like that. Because seventh of seven, if they have not taught you, if somebody has not told you, do it like this, we can't do it. You see, I need you to apply your mind though. So that when you are doing the cutting your mind will now come on it. It will now come on it. So I can do something about this. But it's because we don't think about how to improve the thing. I mean, after all, that's it affect the taste. You see, you hear us talking nonsense. That's it affect the taste. After all, the thing is even nicer when it is exposed to the flies. It's not even... That's why all wache is sold by the gutter. <laughs> Where the rats are in the gutter and the flies are just coming from the neighboring loo. Eh, please, let us continue. <laughs> oh, look, is it us or is not us? Let me give you another one. Seventh of sevens. Highly superstitious. Won't use common sense. Very, very, very superstitious. Hmm. <laughs> Are you here? Hmm. Highly superstitious people. So, hmm. I'm reading. A group of servants of servants were once building a dam that burst and killed over 200 people. The dam was providing electricity for millions of people. After investigations, the servants of servants concluded that the river god was not happy with the project because he used to go from one end of the river to the other and was prevented from doing so by the dam because the dam was blocking his way. So instead of using other technical reasons why the dam burst, Superstitious beliefs. That's how we are. This is just us. Tell me it's not us. This is just us. A dam has burst. We will not say, what engineering mistake did we make? That caused it to be Right? No. We we'll say, ah. Say, yeah, can you? They didn't go and pacify this God. They didn't go and do... <laughs> the what? Uh, they have done sick draw to take their lives of the people to get money. Look. You see, it prevents us from using the sense that we have. Yeah. Every day we say, look, there's no human being that has died normal before. Every day somebody has killed them. Meanwhile, the human being that you are telling me that is anti-killed is somebody who has been diagnosed with high blood pressure, who has refused to take the medication, who has refused to follow the instructions, who is doing everything that they should not do. And now that the person has died, you have the terribility to stand here and tell us that it is an ant who killed it. Is it us or is not us? It's us. You see, you have got malaria. You have been given the medication. Take it like this. You say you won't drink it and you want to be well. You have be why it is you don't like taking medicine. Hmm. You say oh, we're making the road. When we're making the road, there was this stone. The stone, when you remove it, it will come back. When you remove it, it will come back. And so, we have made the road to go around the... Just go down the road here. you see one. Just down there. I will not tell you where. Just down the road there. Superstition. And it's not helping us all. 
Tell your neighbor that God gave you a mind to use. Hmm. You see, when you are servant of servants, you don't use your mind often. Hey, hmm. It's very interesting. Hmm. I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. Let me show you something. Isaiah 11 verse 2. Look at the components of the Spirit of God here. It says, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I want to ask you, how many components of the Spirit of God use the head? Wisdom, does it use the head? Yeah. Understanding, does it use the head? Yeah. Counsel, does it use the head? Yeah. Knowledge, does it use the head? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. While you are there, only tapping, you know how to tap. No, 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 just look at it. Every day you want something, it should just fall on you. It should just come. You see, those things are a, they are a component of our worship. But I'm showing you something. That in the scripture that is here, when the spirit of God is upon you, when your sense, your mind is affected. It talks about the spirit of wisdom. Even a bad man, when he has wisdom, he does a lot of things. It talks about understanding the calamities we have because we don't understand. I mean, definitely you are lacking in understanding when you are the driver of a trusty and you turn the junction, you stop there. You're completely lacking in understanding. We, we don't understand anything. The road to my house, I tell you, it is one of the worst roads in Kumasi. They have dug to do um, whether bridge or say, I don't know, a culvert. Yes. So, you know, they'll do half. So, you're passing on one half, then they'll come and close it. The half there, it has been open for over a year. Over a year. It's about how many feet deep they've done. They just come and close the thing. Not only that, even a red tape that will alert you that there's a huge gulf in front of you, a tape just to put it. It's not there. There's nothing there. The, the, the moron who is digging, doing the road. Yeah. Oh, man. And you must be devoid of understanding. You need to understand that it's not everybody who passes that road who knows the road. Recently, the grass grew over one of those carpets. A trotter came and fell inside. And I say it's because we don't take people to court. We should have taken the government to court. We should have taken the, the people, the, the contractor, the consultant who is in it, take them all to court and sue them all. Because you are without understanding. When you make a road, you, in the middle of the road, there's this huge thing there. And there's not even a warning signal. Oh, come on. Oh man. But you see, we'll say, oh, it's the demons that play on the road that we're looking for. Wait, my what way? Are you there? Yeah. Understanding. Ask your neighbor, do you understand things? Don't brush it aside, though. Some of you, as you are going to the hospital, you leave your mind behind. Then you just go. You have devoid. You don't understand the nation that you belong to. And you don't understand what is in the hospital. 
and you do not understand that you're helping, if you don't take it as your responsibility, you will die a foolish death here. Hey. The church has become quiet. You're all looking at me like I'm something. I don't know. It's, it's very, very, very important. Very, 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 very important. The nonsense is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So you don't just take yourself like that. You ask, I'll ask a student, you are a student, you are moving towards the degree, and I ask you, what medication did they prescribe for you? Then you say, oh, I don't know. Some red tablet. You are, you are, are you an illiterate? No, 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 please. I'm, I'm very heated about what I'm saying. Oh. You see. You are a man or woman without understanding. You don't understand that the person in the, in the hospital doesn't care about you. You don't realize it. No, it's true. He doesn't care. Oh. Come stand there. You say that. Oh, I don't know. What the doctor says is wrong with you. Ah, he didn't say anything. Did you ask him? Did you ask him? You see, let me tell you something. Eh? If you joke, eh, you will die when you shouldn't. And I can give you horror story after horror story. Not one, not two, not three. The church has become very quiet tonight. Yeah. And it's because you don't understand. When you were a child, your mother used to take you to the hospital. And she would give you the medication. You have not understood that you are an adult now. And your mother is not here. So you, if they have not told you what's wrong, take your folder and read it. And ask them, what medication is this? Hey. Sunny. You are very quiet, you see. Recently, something happened to one of my members. As soon as the person sent the text to me, I said, my God, this guy, something is going on. Then I asked him, the thing that was going on means that something crossed in his head. Are you there? When he went to your hospital, Jojo, do you know what they asked him to go and check? The test that was written was for his heart. I have insulted the doctor. I don't even know who the doctor is. I have insulted the person. I've called the doctors in and I've insulted. I said, you people, I don't know the more idiots you are brought here. I had a church member here. Every day, the guy said his head is spinning. His head is spinning. His head is... He said it for months. And he would go to the clinic, go to the hospital. Go to the clinic, go to the hospital. So one day I was sitting in my office. I said, ah, this guy, me, you've been ill for too long. What is it? So I called him. And then I picked up my phone and I called the doctor. And when I called, I said, I'm sending my student because I don't understand what is going on. When he went there, within two days, the guy had a tumor in his brain. As I'm speaking to you, he's dead. And he's dead because it was cancerous. And by the time they found it, it was too late. Because an idiot who is sitting over there, and you too, you cannot see that you are going clinic, hospital, clinic, hospital, clinic. Can't you see? Forgive me for getting emotional, but I think I have a right. Oh, yeah. When I sent him to the doctor, the doctor called me and he asked me, Do you have his father's number? I said, Oh, it's my problem. I said, I don't want to fight him. And he called the father 
And he said, sir, I am sending your son to you. When he reaches home, go to Kolebu straight. Go straight to this place. The papers I've given you, go straight here. It was already too late. For the next six months, chemo, this, that, that. It was already too late. It was already too late. Because you won't understand that as a child in a third world country, you can't just sit there. You have gone to school. Read. They gave you the drug. Open the thing. What is it? As you've seen me struggling with my boys, it was last, it was presence I told them. I was struggling with my boys. I went, they said, oh, take this one, take this one, take this one. I said, this particular medicine, I've not taken it before. And so I opened the thing to read. Do you know one of the side effects, said Jojo? The side effect was horse voice. The voice already, I didn't have, I'm looking for it to bring it back. And you have given me a medicine that the side effect of the medicine is Man, can you do and come by this time, mom? Dear, now you may say by this time, America. From today, don't drink something without opening it and reading it. Push your neighbor and say, You are devoid of understanding. Grow up. Do you know that it's because you don't understand things? That's why you fornicate. Do you know that? You don't understand things. You don't understand. Hey! What you you? You think that, oh, it's not anything. After all, they are doing something too much. We are modern people. We modern people, you know. <laughs> If you knew that everybody you sleep with, you become one with the person. That is what the Bible says. When you tear away, there is a break. Something in you is lost. Something of you is deposited. Something stays there. And then you go to the next person. If you really knew what you were doing, if you knew that one of the highest transmission of demons is through sex, you know... Oh, man. You don't understand things. That's why you think that it's some a cake person standing somewhere who wants to rob you of your happiness. Keep going. Are you happier? When they finish breaking your heart, then you come. Sure. Me want to sell any rope, any handkerchief, baby. Who do you have Yay. Hey. Do you understand why I'm saying that you need... Hey, please put my vest there. Joshua, don't let us quarrel. Ah. Where is it? Who is there? No, it's Joshua who is there. It's not him. Can you see it? The spirit of understanding. Again with your mind. The spirit of counsel. Look at you here. You don't know what is going to happen in your life. Even tonight. But when you are making plans for your life, you speak to nobody. You seek no counsel. You just go, John, 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 walking like a blind man. Hey. Mm. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you sought counsel over anything? Even the subjects you are doing, when you had to major in something, did you seek counsel anywhere? People devoid of understanding. Hey. Are you there? It says, 
The spirit of knowledge. What you don't know can kill you. Mm. I've told you that one. So you can see how it plays out in life. That even when God is talking about his spirit, you see that a lot of the work of the spirit has to do with your mind. And that's because the mind is like a central powerhouse somewhere. If you remember the demonstration I keep on doing of the body, soul, and spirit. Where the soul is, that's where your mind is. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, please. It tells us that, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You would have thought that you would be transformed by the renewing of your spirit. It's the renewing of your spirit that takes you to heaven. But your, li your life here on earth is the renewing of your mind that is needed. Because, and it is only when you have renewed it that you can know what the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is. Many of the things that you are doing, you are just doing them because that's what everybody does. Not because it's the will of God for you. And you don't know the will of God because your mind is how it used to be. How it has it was 10 years ago, that's how it is. Hey. Hey. Are you in the church or you have gone home? Are you understanding something or not? Another feature of a servant of servants is that he cannot produce good things. Shoddy work is the hallmark. Shoddy work. Mm -hmm. Shoddy work. Is it true or not true? I was looking for a picture today. I couldn't find it. It got deleted off my phone. But it was a picture that one of my sons stayed in some years ago. The whole house was crooked. If you look at the picture, the house seems to be doing this. Yeah, the house seems to be doing this. <laughs> Meanwhile, the mason who was building it, I'm sure he had that his thing to check whether the thing is linear, but he'll put it aside and say, Where the bro for Sam? I'll use my eye. Then the wall that should be like this. It's like that. <laughs> and you see, it's a pity. It's a pity. I'm going to read another story for you. We once owned a printing press. That's true. The manager produced thousands of twisted books and pre presented it to me proudly. I refused to accept it because I pointed out that the machine, the paper, the ink, and other equipment were the same ones being used in Germany to produce straight books. I instructed that all the bad books should be bent. I refused to allow the case to paste itself on our products. That's why when you pick Bishop Dag's books, you will not find a crooked book. Yeah. Are you there? By you, you would have said, oh, it's okay. They have done it already. So, eh, eh. The next one, but this one, is it true or is it not true? But if you want to come out of the case, you must say to yourself that even though it's a heavy loss, I will not be associated with this product. I won't accept it. But you see, when you don't accept it, then people will say, that, oh, just this one, eh? That's how it do you want to deliver yourself from the curse or you want to stay with it? If you want to deliver yourself, then that's how you deliver yourself. By refusing to accept. Are you there? If you meet an average lighthouse pastor, he's a builder. One of our major build question, um, arguments is over straightness. 
you will meet us quarreling as if we are not believers. It's not that we are not a believer, but the person, I say, I won't accept that thing you have done. That crooked thing, we will not accept it. Then we'll be fighting. Another sign of a servant of sin is not practical at all. And not practical. Hey. <laughs> She's very quiet. Oh. You build a road. The road is nice and wide. And for some reason, you cannot see that if you give us a little space, it will help us to drive. So, as you have made this nice road, then you take a big chunk of the road as the island in the middle. Upon which you now come to plant grass that you will never take care of. You are smiling at me. It's your classmates who are designing that nonsense. <laughs> hey, the church is quiet. Too. Our architects, they will build very beautiful buildings. In from my back, in this is our hot country, one air will not pass through. Ah, tell me I'm lying. So, because in from my back, we now have to go and be putting fans in all the rooms. And because we are hammock, when we put the fan on, we don't switch it off. Therefore, we are going to now be having huge light bills. That we cannot even pay. Maybe I can knock you for all the, pharma, the uh, architects in the system. But it's true. If you like, go from church, go from lighthouse church. You will see that we don't have fans in our churches. Because we have just used it. It just put a box there. And it is by deleting you people. We deleted all the architects. We don't like these things. Grandiose buildings that you can never finish. Without one air passing through. I lived in a house that we rented sometime. Very nice house. One aircraft will not pass through. Because we are not practical. That's all. We are not practical. Hey. Hmm. Then in this heat, we go and put these sliding windows because they are beautiful. You see that's also. Not realizing that when you do that, you cut off half the air. What's the point? What is the point? No, you see, I will not give you somebody else's example. Oh. I'll give you the one you can relate to. Hey. Charlie. The church is very quiet. Oh. Mm. I'm still coming home. I'm coming home. Mm. Every week I'm fighting with my sound people. Every week. Every week I'm fighting with you. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. Tonight it's just one or two people. But it's the whole team that's like that. Yeah. Is it true or is it not true? I'm fighting with you. Yeah. Because you don't have any pride in your work that Charlie, I should do the work so that it's actually done. One of the things that marvels me, I never, I, I mean, I'm, when the choir comes to stand here, even a child knows that the two people who stand here are the one person, that's the lead singer. But until I sit down there and I shout from my chair, volume, we can't hear the singer. He said, where are you? You can't hear. You can't hear. 
Meanwhile, you are sitting there, whole string of you looking very, very nice with all your laptops. If he cannot hear, all of you cannot hear. And if you cannot hear, don't you think it's about time you did something so you can hear? Hey, it's too much for my head. It's too much for my head. Hey. <laughs> Not really. I'm just coming home so that you see, you see it in us. That's how we are. That's just how we are. And you see, it's not, no, don't, don't take it personal. It's not personal, came here, you. It's like that in every church. In every church, everywhere that we, it's the same. Their sisters will come and stand three minutes before they are waiting for their song because something, something, the person who is coming to sing a solo will be saying, what I'm saying is it true or it's not true? I used to blast my people and that three minutes there, I still remember. It was there until one day we had a conference here. Bishop Ogo was around. And we were sitting there. He was so provoked. And he came out of mouth and came to stand here and began to blast them. <sighs> but you see, much as I'm putting them on the spot, I could have changed this group out for any group of six or seven. It will be the same thing. It will be the same thing. Until you decide that, hey, this thing, I'm going to delete it. I'm going to delete it. And do you know one of the main reasons why it's like that? Because you don't read. You're interested in technical things, but the reading that should go with it. So the better ones of you, they read a little bit. So they're a little ahead of the rest. But the white man who made it, he will never go to his service. Even the service in a lesser church of 20 people, you won't go there yet. Yes. It's the harm we are killing, that's all. Sometimes I'll come and I'll just be looking at the wires behind the table. Just look at it like that. that that's harm right there. That's harm right there. Right there. Right then. Before you start laughing, make sure you check around yourself where your bag is and where your other things are. Hmm. Hey, man. Hey, me, I don't work with this church again. You see, you work with it. Let me tell you something. If one of them picks it to, to work with it, you see that the person will become proper. Yeah. The artisans who have worked with us over years, people are looking for them. They have more work than they can do. Because by working with us from, for years, they have learned to do straight things. Do you understand that all the thing must be straight, the tiles must be straight, the walls must be straight. The thing must be... Uh -huh. So it becomes your own thing. Uh -huh. So you may have fought with the pastor, but when you are done and you do it well, you are the one. I still remember the pastor, who, the, the mason who built our churches, our first church in Tamale. I remember when he was contending for the, a contract to build a Methodist church. He came all the way to look for my husband. He said, please, write it for me. I need a referral. Because it's a beautiful building up there to say, I built that building. Yeah. Who was gaining from it? My husband. No, he. So when you do it and you set up and you say, hey, this thing is a case. I won't do it. I will not. You see, some of you, if I go and open your cupboard right now, all the clothes are... <laughs> you know why we are ironing every day? It's not because we are neat people. Oh. We are ironing every day because of how things are basah in the cupboard. Basabi. <laughs> How make things? 
All the napkins in the kitchen, dirty, oily, smelly because they never dry. The glass is smelling. The sponge that's used to wash them is about 13 weeks old, full of oil, and they've used it to wash the glass. Hey, the whole semester, the same sponge. How much is a sponge? How much is it? Hey, <laughs> Wow. Why? Because a servant of servants, somebody has not come there and said, here is a sponge, change this one to this one. <laughs> Can you see the pattern? Can you see the pattern? Oh, are you seeing the pattern? Hey, if you cannot see the pattern, I pray for you. But if you can see the pattern, the idea is that as you see the point, you make up your mind that it will take some time old, and it will take some struggle, but I will overcome it. Yeah. Is it a good deal? I will overcome it. I will overcome these things. When you, you are building a house, don't go to an architect to give you some highfalutin design. Curves and arches. Everything has an arch. Ask him. The airflow in this place, it will pass from where to where. Ask the, ask the architect. As he has given you the beautiful... Ask him. Ask him. You should wonder why this building has no walls. It's very deliberate. Why doesn't it have walls? Wait. Even with the air like this, the way we are struggling here. Can you imagine? There are walls here. We knock them out. We physically knock them out. <laughs> We physically knocked every wall out because we said that, look, the way the ceiling is low, heat. If on top of this heat, we now have walls, we could die finish. Okay? We could finish. Notice board, we will do without the notice board. It's okay. <sighs> the walls. And we only put this wall there because in the building that we have to do, a certain step has to come behind it. So we needed the wall. Otherwise, you can't see any wall here. So that at least the small air that can come, it should come. But when you people make the design, hey, the Lord is helping us. Tell your neighbor, the Lord is helping us. We are delivering ourselves of the cares of harm. Hey, tell your neighbor that we'll be clean or you won't come and meet the mess. Those of you who take communion and drop the thing on the floor. Ah, uh, you thought it was somebody else. It's you, you know, you know. Hey. We are delivering ourselves. Stand to your feet tonight. Stand to your feet and begin to pray. Begin to pray for yourself and say, you see, the area that concerns you, I may not have mentioned it, but you want to say, Lord, show it to me. Show it to me so that I will change. Show it to me. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to the Lord. Begin to pray. Talk to the Lord. Hey, you don't know how to pray. This one to have to open your mouth for you. Share. Talk to the Lord. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Ask the Lord to deliver you. Deliver you. Ask him to show you harm in your life. This curse. He should show you the curse of Noah in your life. 
He should show you how it's operating in your life. And begin to make decisions. That the gutter in front of your house is not somebody who clean it by yourself. Lift up your voice. You will organize to have it done. Lift up your voice. Show me, show me. You will see it. You only say that, oh, a bind should come and do. You will see it and do something about it. Lift up your Show me your Lord, Mandala Baba 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 Rima Sandolo Bows, Mandiriandala Baba Baba Mandala Baba Baba Show me Mandere Randala Mason de Rebe Likandala Baba 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 that I may be able to do something about it. Show me, Lord. That I'll not wait for someone else to fix it. That I'll fix it myself. Show me your Lord, show me your Lord. Raymondolo Bows, Manderebe, Riandala Baba 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 Raymondolo Bows, Manderebe. Give me the knowledge, Lord. Give me the understanding, Lord. Raymondala Baba 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 Give me the counsel that I need, O Lord. Raymondolo Bows, Imanderebe, Randala Baba Baba father thank you for showing us how this ancient kiss is working today give us grace to see it in our lives and then give us grace again to overcome it in the name of jesus may we never relax under the curse of harm but may we rise up and overcome it in the mighty name of jesus Help us, O oh God, because you have blessed us by your spirit. Help us to put our minds into the things that you have placed ahead of us. And Lord, we give you all the praise and all the thanks in Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, if you are here tonight and you've not given your life to Jesus, I just want to give you that opportunity. Maybe you've been here week after week, but you can't be so sure that you're on your way to heaven. I want you to give your life to Jesus tonight. There's our last service in the semester. And before you go home, you say, want to say that I want to make sure I'm a citizen of heaven. Before you can think of any curse being overcome, Jesus must be in your life. Because he is the one who became a curse for us. And that's why we can be free. And so if you are here tonight, you've not given your life to Jesus. Just lift up your hand. We're going to pray together. Just lift it. Just lift it. Just lift it and we'll pray together. Just lift it and we'll pray together. Just lift up your hand and we'll pray together. Mm. Oh, I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much for your grace. You want to pray? Just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come to me and let me pray with you. Just come and stand here with me and let's pray. I want you to join us as we pray. Just pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. 
Please wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name.